good news mama welcome back to the podcast if you're new here please know that i am honored you would choose to spend your precious time listening i do not take that for granted as a busy mom of three little boys i know that time is my most valuable resource and if you're like me you want to use that time feeding on something that will build you up so on this podcast we laugh we cry we encourage and we speak the truth Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. It's why we're here. It's why we make it our aim on this podcast to point others to Jesus, the true source of life. My name is Lynn Carter. Beyond being a wife, mama, and child of God, I'm also a recovering perfectionist and your host on the Good News Mama podcast. Here, I help mamas grow their faith and families closer to Jesus, and I am so glad you're here. Hey mama, what is up? Happy 2022. I am really excited to be here today. I am trying a new thing. It's a new year, new thing. I have just decided that it's going to be what it's going to be as far as distractions and sound quality and things like that because it's impossible to have dead silence in a room or a home rather full of four boys, one of those being my husband. There's wrestling, there's background noise. So if you happen to hear anything on this particular episode, that would be The Secret Life of Pets too. But hopefully you can mostly hear what I'm going to share. I am so excited to bring um, a new episode. It's been a while and I'm just ready to get back in it. I had a lot of things going on last year and really not trying to make excuses, but just felt like I needed to take a break that my health was being put on the back burner with a lot of things, just trying to keep up with life and priorities and the podcast. And my thyroid was pretty much shot and I was tired all the time. So we worked really hard for about six to nine months getting that regulated. And it's so much better. And I'm glad that medicine is available and that it works because I definitely needed it. So if any of you are feeling extra sluggish. Don't always blame it on your kids. Talk to your doctor and get it checked out. It was definitely worth it for me. Um, But anyway, I'm excited to be back. And this episode on the podcast, the first one in several months, is going to be about the word for the year for 2022. So if you followed me at all, you can look back and see um, how God has shown me my word of the year in the past. Last year, it was bold. The year before that, it was favor. Yes, that was in 2022. Favor was my word. And God, um, I really seek him at the end, middle to end of December, just kind of thinking back on the year and wondering, you know, God, where do you want to take me this year? What do you want me to focus on? And this is what I heard him speak to me. Um, I was sharing in one of my Instagram stories that I got a new Bible. It's a verse mapping Bible by Zondervan, and I love it. It's amazing. So I used to would have my Bible and like a journal beside me that I would study in and write things in, but it really just, it was difficult for me to um, go back and read all the time and like apply. Like I'm, I'm kind of one of those journalers that I don't necessarily reflect on what I've written once it's done, but when it's in my Bible and it's almost like a Cliff Notes version, it's so much easier for me to get the main points and then be able to go back into that specific scripture. And so I started back in September of last year with this brand new Bible and it has margin on the left and the right and with lines that you can write in and take notes. It's not a study Bible per se, as in like the um, references at the bottom of the page to different scriptures, but it is amazing for um, being able to kind of note your thoughts and and just write down anything God's telling you in that moment. So 
that's what I started diving into. I started with Matthew, and I've been going very slowly through the Gospels, slowly and steadily, and it's just been amazing to be able to look back at some of those things and be like, wow, yes, I remember reading that. Yes, I, it was, it's much more applicable to me when I can um, refresh with it and use it instead of just read it once and then, you know, it's done. And I found that in my other Bibles, I would highlight occasionally, but it wouldn't necessarily bring me the reflection part back of what God showed me in that moment. And so with this verse mapping Bible, it's just been amazing. And they also, the actual part of it that's called verse mapping is to kind of break down the verses and it gives you a whole extra page where it has the verse at the top, different translations of that verse, and then a point where you can reflect and ask what's going on in that scripture. So I've been able to just really praise God for some of the stuff he's been showing me. Um, But when I was reading last December, I'll go ahead and get into how God showed me my word for 2022. My word is, wait for it, behold. The word that God gave me for 2022 is behold. And I thought that was kind of odd. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I wasn't expecting that word for 2022. And it just kind of amazed me the way it all came together and the way God showed me. Now, if you've never done a verse for the, or not a verse for the year, which by the way, when I'm asking God for a word, I'm asking him to show me through his word, not just give me a random word um, to, to focus on and come back to, but it's kind of a way to um, recenter, rethink things in your life, kind of bring it back to where God's been leading you. And when he gives me a word, it's also reflective in his word and the scripture. So I'm saying that because um, I was looking and I'd been reading through the Gospels, like I said, and I just noticed several themes that kept popping up and different things that God was showing me that I hadn't noticed before. And some of those things um, circled back. There's probably, gosh, I don't even know how many ways God showed me. I'm looking at my notes right now. Um, But it started with how God was speaking or how Jesus was speaking about the new wineskins and the old wineskins in the Gospel of Mark. And Jesus was trying to explain to the Pharisees, like it was during a time where the Pharisees obviously were always trying to catch Jesus and trap him in his words, but they came to him and said, you know, John fasts and the Pharisees fast. Why do your disciples not fast? And Jesus is trying to explain to them that they don't need to fast when the bridegroom is with them, that there'll be a time for that, but now it's not that time. And he said, you don't, just like you don't sew a new piece of cloth to patch up something else without it being shrunk for, you know, because it'll shrink and pull away. Um, you don't pour new wine into old wineskins or it'll burst. And I just got thinking about that because that verse always confused me. Um, and I looked up some things on it and I just was really praying, what What are you talking about pouring new wine into new wineskins? And Jesus was talking about himself. He was the new thing. He was the new thing that had come that would break the mold of everything else. And um, it just brought to me a verse that I didn't even know where it was. But I remember reading before, see, I'm doing a new thing. And he is that new thing. And um, as I went back to look at it, it was from Isaiah 43. It's actually verse 19, but I thought it said verse 9 by mistake. And the old way was like the brittle, inflexible laws and rules of the Pharisees, the new way was the grace and love and freedom that came through Jesus. And so when I was journaling about this new versus old, I realized that, you know, Jesus was turning up on its end all these societal norms. He didn't just need man's approval. Um, And so I began thinking about this new thing. And 
in that verse, Isaiah 43, 19, it talks about, behold, I'm doing a new thing. And another translation says, see, I'm doing a new thing. And I just wondered if that was it. God, is that my word to behold, to look at this new thing, to watch, to pay attention to, to not miss it? Because all in the Gospels, you can see how the Pharisees kept missing it over and over. All the religious leaders were missing it completely. Their focus was not on who Jesus really was. It was on how can we get rid of him because he's trying to basically strip away what we're used to and how important we are because everything that Jesus is and meant would fulfill everything that they had been living by and the standards and the the rules and the the things that they were forcing on other people that we were never meant to uphold anyway that was always too much for us as humans to uphold um which is why there were sacrifices but anyway i started asking god to confirm and just open my eyes to his plan for 2022 and help me to just abandon everything that i think and just trust him for this new thing whatever that might look like and The actual verse is, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isaiah 43, 19. And so I, when I was thinking about the new thing and when I was thinking about how Jesus turned things up on end, I realized, you know, he was shaking the foundation of their very faith. Everything they had known before, he was fulfilling right before their eyes. And he was proving who he was over and over again, miracle after miracle. And he wasn't looking for reward. And he wasn't looking for man's praise, his own creation. He he didn't need that. You know, his character and his life matched his words and his miracles. Lives were being changed all over the place. I mean, you think about the societal norms that were being questioned. Born fishermen were good enough to learn from a rabbi. Okay, that just, that didn't happen. That was not the way that it worked back then. You don't just decide what you're going to take up back then. It was family trades and things like that. And um, just to think about the physically unclean and the outcasts and the lepers and the demon-possessed, they were restored right before people's eyes, and they were rewarded for their faith and their boldness. And they were rewarded with not just a healing, but the presence of Jesus. The spiritually unclean didn't have to jump through hoops to be forgiven. And so that basically made the Pharisees null and void. Like nobody was having to come to them anymore. And, you know, I just started to say, Lord, will, and I wrote this down so I could always look back on it, but I started to say, Lord, will you confirm if this is the word that you have for me to behold you this year and to focus on you in whatever way that you're leading me just to see your purpose in things and not what I think should happen or what other people might be telling me should happen or other people might be either encouraging me in ways that are not his purpose for me. And so, you know, what he had just shown me was pretty amazing because the past three to four nights, you know, I read you that verse about I will make a way in the wilderness. That was the second part of that verse. In the past three to four nights before that, I was just taken aback by the amazing qualities of John the Baptist. And so I had read them and, you know, written them in my verse mapping Bible in the margin. And it just kind of blew me away because also in Isaiah chapter 40, it talks about, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And we know that that was prophesying about John the Baptist. And so, um, It just, it made me, it also had the verse right after that about baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so the same verse God gave me before I was baptized that same day in just angst and prayer at the end of a dock at Camp Willow Run, I was just 
worried about what people would think about my baptism. And I share this in another episode, one of the very first episodes that I recorded. Um, but I thought about it and I, I wrote down, only Satan could use your devotion to God against you. Such a deceiver. Like he almost won. He made me think of what people would think versus what God thinks of me. And I couldn't believe that. Just the fact that God brought that to my mind and how it was kind of all working in that same verse. And another cool thing and way that God confirmed this word, behold, for me, um, I have this devotion. I think I shared it last year around Christmas time. It's by Ann Voskamp, and it's Unwrapping the Greatest Gift. I think that's the name of it. Um, and so last year, when God gave me the word bold, it was really cool because the day that he gave me that word, the devotion happened to be about Esther and boldly coming before the king. Um and this time I just thought, meh, what the heck, I'll just look up verse 19 because it was Isaiah forty three nineteen, And on that day, it said, the, the name of it was called Watch and Wait, which I thought was funny because I'd also looked up the synonyms for behold and see and observe and watch and, you know, view. Those were some of the, the other synonyms for behold. And so when I read it, I was blown away again because that happened to be the day that I say that happened as if God didn't just divinely do this for me, but it was awesome to see it. It said, fear not when the angels were singing, fear not for behold, all our fears are solved in the gift of Christmas and a fear not for behold. It said it twice in that devotion. And I don't really think the word behold is used very often um, in the Christmas story either. And that happened to be the day that it was. And so um, I had looked up another article about the sea. I'm doing a new thing and it had the command to pay attention and fix it on your mind. It was just over and over these things that he's leading me to. He's showing me. And so that's one thing. If you haven't picked your word for this year, and if you want to do that, one thing that I like to do is um, look up the synonyms for that word, things that mean the same thing, and then look up the antonyms or opposite of that word. And I did that this year and, and wrote down some of those things. Um, and so after I had gone through all this and was just really blown away by how faithful God was, when I just looked up the word behold to look up the definition, um, it had the song, the Hillsong song, the Hillsong United is one band, but Hillsong is another one. And it's behold. I'd never heard this song before. And I, I listened to Hillsong and I listened to Hillsong United and, um, I just didn't know how I missed it, but the lyrics in it were, kind of like a big summary of everything that he had just shown me in that one instance with that word. Um, and just even the things that God was showing me about, like watching out for the little idols in my heart, the things that I put above him that have more value than he is in my life. And um, some of the lyrics had that um, the things of the earth stand next to him like a candle to the sun. And just basically showing that all these little gods and little idols pale in comparison to him and how great Holy Spirit let your work be done. And it said, prepare the way. Remember, that was in the verse I had talked about. Prepare the way until the work on earth is done. And then it says, behold, the Lord our God will lead us home. And so that just kind of sealed the deal with behold, I am doing a new thing. And then to top it all off, so that all happened about December 16th-ish, kind of in that time frame, mid-December. And then I always open my Bible app every single day, and I happened to do that on January 1st, and it had the verse that I picked for the new year, which I was like, okay, God, that's just too awesome. So, um, But the fact was, like, I wasn't looking for anything that talked about becoming new. I wasn't, it wasn't even, like, 
in my mind to sit down and look for that word. It was just God was showing me that he was the new way. And it just the way it all came together was pretty awesome. But um, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you because it. I feel like it sounds kind of complicated sometimes, but it's not. Just pray and ask God what he wants you to focus on this year. Sometimes thinking to the past year, like for me, I was pretty disappointed in a lot of ways that I didn't feel like I used the word bold like I, like I envisioned God wanted me to. And I realized, who says that it had to be used the way I thought it was going to be? Like, God let me be bold in so many other ways, not just through the podcast or through spreading the word, but through my work and through standing up for my faith and through um, making priorities in my life that I had let slip to the side for other things. And, um, and just the fact that he showed me in a completely different way, like, behold, look, pay attention, watch out for what I'm doing. Don't miss it. Just basically don't miss it. Like take it in and be in awe. And so I think that just, that definitely filled me up. And it's for you to be listening to this and be thinking if you need a verse for the year, you don't have to have one. It's just something that some people like to do, but it does remind me kind of as I check in throughout the year, if I'm really kind of focusing my intention in different areas of my life on the thing that I think God is trying to show me. So um, you definitely don't have to make it super spiritual and things like that. I think it's pretty amazing when God gives you a word and there's a verse tied to it and you can kind of recenter your your soul and your heart throughout the year. Um, But some people just pick a word and go with that. Um, And so you don't have to make it complicated, but I just, I think it's a pretty cool thing to do. So I just wanted to share that with you and hopefully it gives you some wow, God is kind of awesome because (laughs) I wasn't expecting for him to show me over and over again. Um, I asked him to confirm it and I asked him to confirm it over and over again. So why I wasn't expecting it, I don't know. Like, why, why do we do that? It's just amazing. Like I, I asked for it and he gave it to me and I'm still surprised that he gave it to me. It just, it's like, what's that emoji where the brain is like exploding? Cause that, (laughs) that is how I felt. Um, and it's just got me all smiles right now. Like, God, you're so good. Thank you for that. Let's pray together. I just want to thank God and and encourage you. God, thank you so much for taking the time to just pour over and over and over into my heart what I needed in that moment. And I asked for it and you answered. And I'm just, I'm sorry that sometimes I'm still amazed and still surprised as if you're not true to your word. And your word says that whatever we ask for and we believe it in faith that you'll give it to us. And so I just thank you that I can claim that. And I thank you that um, the mama listening to this can open her heart up to you and can pray things boldly and prayerfully and knowing that that you're hearing us and that you want us to believe and you want us to trust you, uh, that you you know what's best for us, God, even when we don't. And so um, I just pray for the direction of the mama listening to this, that whatever you're leading her into or out of from last year and into this year, I pray that her eyes would be wide open. I pray she would see things in a beauty and a majesty and a purpose that she's never seen them before. I pray you'd give her clarity in the areas of her life that she seeks it, wherever that is with her family or her husband, her children, her job, um, her purpose. Um, her church life, whatever that is, God, just speak to it and breathe your life into it. Give her direction, um, help her as she is focusing on you, just um, set her course in the direction that you would have her to go. God, thank you for this opportunity. I'm so blessed by it. And I just give you the praise in Jesus name we pray.